0: to tell me more tell me more the podcast i'm your host leah
1: and i'm your host adicia
0: and this is a movie musical podcast where we watch a movie musical and then we talk about it welcome to starlit september a month of stars making stars stars becoming stars i don't know something about that something like that (laughs) um (laughs) and we're starting off with velvet goldmine i was about to say like a little known movie but i'm not sure about you know how well known it is i know that mm-hmm. i didn't pretty have much of a history but how did you have a history with this movie
2: no
1: to be <laughs> honest i thought it was related to the movie velvet revolver
2: <laughs> okay. i was just like okay
1: but it's like no it's related to it but no Because it's related to the... It's named after the David Bowie song, but then there's no Bowie songs in it, because David Bowie said no.
0: (laughs) Right. Because apparently there was already something in the works with David Bowie songs, I think, around that time. Yeah. Okay. So, well, then my history and how we came about, how how we have come to cover it, actually. I... Had to think about it for a second because I was like, "How did I stumble upon this movie?" Because I don't know how I would have. And then I remembered, like, somewhere in the in the middle of watching it, I was like, "Oh!" And I'll, I, I maybe I'll point it out, but like, I was like, "Oh!" I was okay. I remember I was watching a YouTuber talk about the show The Idol. And they were talking about how, you know, because everybody doesn't like the show, The Idol, I haven't seen it, whatever, doesn't matter. But they said towards the end of the video, if you would like to see um, something that does what The Idol's trying to do, but better, and blah, 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 uh, velvet Gold mine, blah, 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 right? And they described it as a musical, I believe, I don't know. And so I was like, oh, okay, well, that fits into the criteria. Musical, movie, got it. And then and then I just put it in in um, the thing. And I think they also said something about bisexual, and I was like, okay, slay. And then that's it. And that, those were the words I needed to hear. music, Musical, movie, bisexual, uh, cool, great. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's how we, we, we came to cover it, actually. Um,
2: yeah.
1: It is not our typical uh movie musical fair, sure. in in the sense that this falls into like that category that we had where it's like this is a movie with music in it yeah but but it's not necessarily like the music is important to the story yeah, but it's not necessarily a musical right um
0: yes because we don't get full songs one and two um they're mostly diegetic um i say mostly because we have like one or two sequences that i was like Mm -hmm. i'm like am i meant to be questioning (laughs) the reality of what's going on here um yeah you know so there is that kind of element to it so yeah well gold mine of 19 98 let's get into yeah. it
1: okay so the, i'm in this retelling i'm probably going to be jumping back and forth a lot because the movie jumps yes. back and forth a lot it's, it's very nonlinear. Mm-hmm. um so if, if i say something and then immediately go somewhere else <laughs> i'm not insane it's just <laughs> how it is yeah okay yeah okay. i'm glad i'm glad you're here with so when we open on oscar wilde i know strong start um (laughs) (laughs)
0: oh yeah that okay that start by the way i like by the end of the movie totally forgot how this movie started so when i had this like second rewatch i was like oh right there's this like weird (laughs) like like fairy tale beginning what yeah it's so
1: random So Oscar Wilde is left on the doorstep of this house with this brooch pin kind of a thing with a green gem inlaid in it Mm -hmm. and when he is at school apparently he stands up and says he wants to when all the kids are saying what they want to be a tram driver and whatever he says I want to be a pop idol which Mm -hmm. okay I didn't think they had pop idols back then but I understand <laughs> what you're going for. So yep. we have a child that's being bullied in a schoolyard and he stumbles across this same brooch. This child is Jack Ferry. And Jack Ferry will be like a through line and, and, and like a like a <laughs> what is it what what is it called when you're like necessary to move the plot along but you're not necessarily in, involved Directly, in the, you know what? Like almost uh, a plot device. <laughs> yes, yeah. Like ways, because he, he he's important to facilitate, but I don't know if the if it's. I feel like the brooch itself is just a symbol. It doesn't necessarily have like yeah. I mean, magic I have status.
0: About, yeah, I have thoughts about the whole that whole part of it. Anyways, yeah, but we'll talk about that
1: later <laughs> <laughs> okay so um but yes so we flash to the um, 70s where glam rock is becoming in fashion you know we mm-hmm. have these girls and guys um, running down the streets they're lining up to get into this concert that is for um, Brian Slade who is like the, the David Bowie analog of this film, I feel like he's based on a few people, but like you see the David Bowie like right. front and foremost as as they're running by, you see um one girl acknowledge this man in like a coat and a hat with elegant makeup that's walking by and says, "That's Jack Ferry and they're like, "Who's Jack Ferry like mm-hmm. and like at this point, we don't know who jack Ferry is apart from the fact that we saw him as a child just a few yeah. moments ago like yeah like so as these teens are running us down we see actually our our protagonist who is uh, arthur he is this is this is his time he's going to see the brian slade show brian is uh Arthur is Christian Bale, by the way. I just realized I didn't say it. Right, that's important. Um, Christian Bale unfortunately does not sell me teenager, but you know. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) Yes. Um, I didn't realize we were meant to be looking at a teenager, I'm not gonna lie. I know. I just, like in my head, I was just like, yeah, no, this is a 20 year old man in his teens um who's just a 20 year old you know like the you know like the current meme of like i'm just a teenage girl in my 20s or whatever right that is what yeah. i was i just that I, that was, I was like that's what's happening this is a person who's in their 20s but is like having their like teen angst moment or something that yeah. is i that's what i thought was happening for real so if he's meant to be a teenager i'm learning of that information for the first time in this moment,
1: <laughs> no, he's meant to be a teenager. Um,
0: oh, okay, cool, cool,
1: cool. cool. <clears throat> I think, I think, I think like late teens, you know. Got it. But um still, so he he goes to the show. We have Jonathan Reese Meyers, who is Brian Slade. He comes out on stage in his full like tight silver bedazzled costume, blue spiky hair with like feather fronds coming out the neck you know he looks great in his platform boots
0: yeah and we're also getting simultaneously like these news um news commentary of who he is sort of sort of introducing him uh, or like introducing the whole concept as well of like you know glam rock and stuff and there's like a whole like the bisexual this and sexual that and being gay and you know, um uh, some people saying, you know being gay is just the in thing, um others being like, you know you're either gay or not, Because, um, like you know when you're when it comes down to saying you're gay and doing gay things, then you have to do those gay things, so like to say. Everyone's a little bisexual, it's a little bit like, it's meaningless. Mm-hmm. I think that is said by Kurt Wilde, who's someone we meet later. So slay yes. him, because like, yes, I, yes, exactly. But um, <laughs> <and> also, <laughs> in the middle of those packages, that, that package of stuff, we learn in that moment that he, he being Brian Slade, had a premonition of his death at this yes. concert and so there's this well it's thing. not
1: at this it's not specifically at this concert but he has like his the 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 cat his persona of maxwell demon yeah um is foretold to like be assassinated at the end like that was what ends his career right so they take that like premonitions of his death to be like because apparently at this point, we learn later, he's having, like, difficulties and he doesn't actually want to Continue perform. the
0: persona. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, he doesn't want to continue. So, he is having, like, these, like, it, it's kind of like art uh, influencing life kind of a thing. And they're, like, are the premonitions of his death true, as foretold in this, like, album, you know. Yeah. But... But yes, so at the concert, he is on stage, and Arthur, Christian Bale, in the audience looks up in like the rafters at the side of the stage, and he sees like this person in shadow of it, mm-hmm. and like the only person we've seen dressed like that so far has been Jack Ferry. so the implication is that it's Jack Ferry. But the person passes by, he doesn't think any more of it. He's like here to enjoy and bask in the presence of this idol on stage. And then he looks over to the rafters again and sees someone with a gun. And there's a flash. And on stage, Brian is blown back. And there's like blood coming out of his suit. Mm
2: -hmm. And the
1: implication is that he's been shot on stage. And -hmm. there's a news article about it that he's been shot then like Im- uh, immediately it's it's shown that it's a hoax <laughs> real.
0: but but you're a grand one have you noticed that all the fairy boys da-da-da. that's like all i kind of remember <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes so yes. we jump forward in time like 10 years it's the 80s Arthur is grown up. He's a journalist now. He works uh, the Herald and at uh, the Herald, and he is—he's in—he's in the U.S. I think, and he is shown like all of this in reminiscence because it's like the 10-year anniversary of this event, and his boss wants him to cover this story. And initially he's he's not interested. He's like, he's like this is because I'm like the resident Brit or whatever and he seems a little uncomfortable about the whole thing as well. Yeah. But his boss was like, No, it's because you remember. And I was like, Does remember does he know that? that he was there at the concert? Like what, what <laughs> does he remember? <laughs> That's
0: right. I you know, and I still don't know what he's what that line means. Because what does he remember? What did did he tell anybody? Because immediately after this, we get like voiceover, like in uh, in in inner monologue of like you know all of these things that like this life that I live now, whatever, made sure that I would forget. Like I'd have to like revisit those things or whatever. So I'm like, okay, so clearly you don't talk about that stuff. What are you meant to remember, right? Because like
1: yeah. But I think maybe it's meant to be because he was a teen in, in Britain at right. the time. Because right. I think he would have that personal experience of what it was. Because I don't think... There's a point in the movie where they speak about how um, Brian Slade was very popular in London, but he hadn't like quite breached out into America yet yeah, before the whole Kurt Wilde stuff, so I right. think he would have like the greatest base of what he was like in the early years of his stardom, and then also after he like branched out, it got more popular. Because I don't actually, yeah. I mean, we're in New York, and they want to cover a Brian Slade item, so I'm guessing he was very a little popular in the states. I mean-
0: I think, like, towards the end, because, like, I mean, that must—it must—it definitely became huge—various things, I think, probably—the uh, sexuality stuff, yeah. then the Kurt Wilde stuff, and ultimately the hoax, I think probably were—could have, like, been massive enough to be, like, worldwide sort of like at least i mean maybe not worldwide because like there, are you know places in the world that we're dealing with problems but um <laughs> <laughs> i mean everywhere everywhere in the world was dealing with problems at all times but um you know what i mean just sort of like i feel like those things are big enough news to be like oh scandalous
1: i mm-hmm. <laughs> intrigue. Yeah. but yes so he's assigned to this job now so he's flashing back into his time as a teenager and this is why i said he's a teenager because we flash back and he's in school still and i'm just like yes he's a teenager he's, he's a teenager <laughs> but he's like sketching uh, brian slade in his class so he's he's like he is. Some...
0: Right. Okay. All right. Yes. Yeah. I literally <laughs> forgot about that scene. <laughs> I'm like scratching. I'm like looking through my memory, like looking through the files, like what seat, what school uniform did you see? Right. Yes. There is a class.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, <just> <laughs> um, but uh, he goes to, I'm, I'm trying to, cause we keep flashing to different stages of Brian's popularity in the flashbacks. Right. So, yes. for him to be sketching him at this point, I think he's, like, uh, still, like, fair, he's, like, fairly popular. Um, yep. And he goes to a record store and picks up um, a vinyl of his, which has, like, this, like, half-naked, well, I say half-naked, he's probably naked when he shot the picture, but, like, um, this, this image of Ryan on the cover of the vinyl, and he goes to I assume are his friends who are hanging around the register and asks one for money, and they don't want to give it to him. And then they see what he's buying, and they think they outright like call him disgusting.
0: Yeah, yeah. They just they assume they yeah they they kind of assume oh, so queer question mark. Yeah. yeah.
1: Which at this point I didn't know that Arthur that um, Stewart I don't know what to call him um, but mm-hmm. <laughs> that he is uh, he's actually I don't know if he's just gay or if he's bisexual or any of his orientation is never yeah, yeah. explicitly said but it's clear that he yeah. has feelings towards men
2: um, mm-hmm.
1: and at this point I I, I didn't that I thought maybe he's just kind of like exploring it at this point but he has he's he's very interested in Brian Slade um, he has all these posters of him in his room when he goes out he like he just looks like a regular teen and then he like puts all of these pins all over him it's like a form of um, I guess self-expression but he's still mm-hmm. kind of like i guess mocked by what is seen as his peers cuz he's not terribly fashionable at the at that time sure i think he's, Do you he's mean just when
0: he like when he like walks out with the coat and then he takes it off and then yes. he's in the like the crop yeah i mean i think he's like in an in-between stage right of like yeah. he doesn't he's he has what he has right not not very many friends and many influences that are closer yeah. to him to help him yeah. in that
1: way but yeah yeah it's, it's like he is part of a larger community that enjoys like glam rock and all those things but in his personal yeah. life he still feels fairly outcasted so yes. i think i think like you said he's just in a very in-between place um of of, of self-discovery coming back to the the brian slade side we have um a little interview session, one with his manager at the time who is essentially claiming the big hoax, a form of self-expression, which I feel like he was covering. I don't know if he was trying to cover Brian's ass at the time or if it was a legitimate thing that was planned, but I feel like Brian planned it and then he's just trying to say it's like a form of self-expression and it's a shame that we live in this time where artist form of self-expression can be considered I think a career-ending thing hmm. and then we have Kurt Wilde and Jack ferry as well in Berlin and they're talking about like how it maybe just um, was insane and it got to his head um, like at this point we don't know that there's any kind of relation between kurt wilde and brian slade just that they're mm-hmm. kind of like stars of the same time kind of a thing yeah. and so they're probably just pulling for his opinion we find out more about why they're asking kurt wilde specifically these things but yes yeah. so we have all these articles this is Stuart now because he's doing research for his article Going through how Brian Slade he, he got into cocaine and all of these things. And like he tried to like put out music later on, got cancelled, his concerts got canceled. Like essentially that hoax really did like mm-hmm. a number on his career. And after that, he just essentially disappeared uh from the public eye, it seemed. Right. So he's trying to find out where he is now and what happened in that time so he manages to find Brian's first manager who is not the manager that we saw the interview with earlier he speaks a bit on Brian's childhood Brian's real name was Thomas and he saw like a, a theater show when he was very young it's not drag it is
0: Pantomime. <laughs> they, Pantom.
1: Thank you. <laughs> I was just like, ah but um he yeah. saw he saw a panto and it it was his first foray into like theater like that and he actually ended up sneaking backstage and this is on a trip when he went to uh see his aunt in London and mm. he snuck backstage and he actually saw the performer engaged in fellatio with I'm guessing a theater teacher. <laughs> um yeah I don't know how else to uh and then I, so um yeah yeah so that that
0: happened it's kind of like it's kind of an Im- implication of like he was in- introduced to like you know both like theatricality and also deviance question mark as well as <laughs> um basically like yeah small town boy saw some big city shit and <laughs> life his, his life changed
1: yeah so um it had an influence on him because i'm guessing when he went back to the suburbs he decided to he was performing um a little richard song tutti frutti um and yes he- <laughs> He, he says that Little Richard was, like, a big inspiration on his life, which uh, Bowie has said was a big inspiration on his life. And, you know, mm. in turn, Bowie has inspired a lot of people further. So, you know, I'm guessing that's the kind of thing yep. that he they were going for with that. He grew up, he got into the mod scene, which was, you know, very short haircuts, um, suits, all of this kind of stuff. At this time, seemed still interested solely in women. From what we could initially tell, and then, and this do not condone in any way, shape, or form. But I don't know how old he is meant to be at this time. Yeah, um, yeah. The that this yeah for yeah, this. But he, because I, I'm suspecting he's meant to be like a teenager as well at this sure. time. So they're hanging out on this like wall in the street corner smoking cigarettes just standing in their suits doing absolutely nothing this troop of like kids marches around older boys and one of the boys like they catch each other's eye and then the next scene Cut to. Yeah, yeah is like the boy in a bed and then like he's standing over him and like it's the implication um
0: yeah which like i mean we could have avoided the like weirdness of that by like okay one it confuses things because brian changes his look a million times throughout the movie that like we don't that's why we can't like really be like when this time when when this was in time as a whole whereas like it's easier to tell with like Arthur, because his hair has like he has flashback hair, and then yes, he has his <laughs> <Yeah. hair. laughs> Where, whereas um Brian does not have that, right? Um, and so it's harder to tell his age. and we could have easily avoided this by just having older looking people walk past as a like it just older looking people, people yeah. who look about the same age. Yeah. And have that one person still at the back catch eyes, and we could have truly avoided. It. I don't know why this needed to be a thing, but whatever, it happened.
1: Okay. Um, but There's yeah. like
0: three true, three scenes where I'm like, did this? Did we need it? This is one. the 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 one where he's a child and he sees. Uh, the Felicio, yeah, I don't think <laughs> that, was that needed either. But, um... no.
1: I don't, I don't think, I don't think it was, but
2: um... yeah, yes. Anyways,
1: yeah. so a- after that time, at a significant period of time would have passed because at this point in the scene that we're going to be in, he has extremely long hair, but he mm-hmm. is also. Married at this point, but we're in this club, and the the person that ah uh, Stuart has been speaking to the the former manager, he is in this nightclub. It's like a cabaret kind of deal. It seems to be like very fashionable, very queer kind of um, situation mm-hmm. and
0: there's he... like a drag lip sync situation going on, yeah.
1: So it seems to be being hosted by this American import, um, American import, um, this uh woman who is married to Brian at the time. Her name is Mandy, um, mm-hmm. who uh, generally people see videos by because she appears to put on this British affect tone, British accent, uh... yeah. It's like it's higher than her normal voice it's kind of like a cartoon
0: yeah <laughs> every time they cut to her i'm like are you doing a bit like because she's she's it's like a baby voice yeah Tony Colada's amazing in this role i love it
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> she's so good i didn't recognize her at first and then when he mm. came to interview her later and I was like, Oh, it's Tony Collette. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I see. Okay. <laughs> but yes, she introduces the most beautiful person in the place, her husband, Brian Slade. And he comes out in this long, long flowy hair and he's playing his little guitar. He's not really playing the guitar. My God, he's not playing um. <laughs> so I, I, my eternal pet peeve is gonna be people pretending to play instruments in these goddamn movies. My God, because it's no, it, it, it's not even that he. No, but it's not even that he's pretending to play. He's pretending to play at a different tempo than the actual song. So I'm just like, you're real excited for this song it's not that kind of it's not at that rhythm that yeah. you're pretending to strum at and i appreciate <laughs> the effort that you're putting in but please stop. <laughs> so yes i can't i can't excuse it so the manager sees like she, like he hears him sing and it, it immediately is like oh this this guy
2: mm-hmm.
1: he's like got something special um and he's starting his management firm at the time, so um, he's just like, "You're gonna he's like, you're gonna be the thing." And so they go to perform and
0: he's singing, I don't know what the song's called. I don't know what like half of the songs are called um, <laughs> uh, um, but um, um it was like I'm probably gonna sing all of the songs like that, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh also, you know like so Jonathan Ruth Myers like sings a lot in this movie, but also Tommy right. Mike sings a lot in this movie um and i didn't i didn't realize tom york is of Radiohead, and so i was just like oh he's there how did <laughs> he convince you to do this movie you seem like a very much introverted person perhaps i'm wrong um <laughs> i don't know but um yes so he is um he's singing that And so they, he takes him, the the manager takes uh, Brian and essentially is like, convinces him to sign to him and they go to play at a bigger stage, a concert, but the crowd is not feeling him. Um, He's decided to perform in a dress and like these high boots with his long hair. And I guess, I'm just like, didn't y'all just leave the 70s? Is this not... No, I mean, the 60s, is this not, is this not, like, your thing anymore? But I guess, like, the intertwining Mm. of, like, this androgyny in, like, rock music Mm. hadn't really, like...
0: But I also think, like, it could have just, like, not been the crowd for that. Maybe. If that makes sense. Like, I mean, like, not... Like, just like even just sonically, just, just the music on its own, like yeah. they seemed like they wanted, you know, to party and yeah. we were having a chill session, uh, you know, and, you know, I, I, it did not seem like that is what they wanted to vibe to at that moment.
1: You know, the crowd are not feeling it afterwards. Um, you know Mandy is saying like you know it was a great session, which he did not sing badly. It was like a good performance. However, mm-hmm. Brian is upset because they hated him essentially and the he he storms out of of the back tent mm-hmm. by the time they all get out there, another performer is on stage, and this is Kurt Wilde and it's you and mm-hmm. McGregor. I didn't mention at any mm-hmm. point that this is Ewan McGregor, and I've now seen yeah. more of Ewan McGregor than I ever really planned to in my life. Um, <laughs> but but um, so this is Kurt Wilde, and he is a rock star of the Iggy Pop genre. He mm-hmm. is like, he's wearing no shirt, like, covered in, like I guess. I don't know oil or something rubs it all over and at some point during his performance he like sprays glitter uh sprinkles it all over his body like pretends to be like jerking off with it and sprinkles it over the crowd and I'm just like this is a lot mm. good sir it's just
0: like it's like TV i on me I know they got TV i on me and it's very, like, chaotic and, like, very, like, da-da-da. And in the middle of that, we're getting, like, this exposition of, like, how he came to be, quote-unquote. Uh, yeah. Which, this is the third scene where I was like, necessary, question mark? I don't <laughs> think so. Um, uh, where they sort of explain that... Uh, so he was caught by his mother, I think, yes. being sexually assaulted, by the way, by his older brother. And he... Gets sent to uh, be electric, like whatever.
1: Um, <laughs> electric convulsive. He gets yeah.
0: sent to yeah, yeah. He gets that, and apparently, whatever it doesn't work. It makes him crazy, quote unquote, whatever. Um, and like this, it's like him. He's strapped to this child, strapped to this thing, and then like seemingly the older brother. Because this is this is why I'm like older brother. Because they didn't say older brother. They just said brother, but like winks at him and I was like oh okay so he's fully like you know like it's it's fully like bad like it's it, what you know because like I, it was already like weird that like you're t- sending either of your kids to that but like you know put yourself in the time frame blah 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 whatever okay fine then why is only one child being punished um, and then, furthermore, then it's the older brother. This child was being sexually assaulted, and that child got a. Anyways, <laughs> that is the <a> third scene. <laughs> it just, I just, I'm just like, I was like, did we need this?
1: Well, I mean, I. So I bet that they, like, combined, like, a few stories to make of, like, his backstory and. Um, sure. Brian's backstory. So it's like I don't know about the the, the sexual assault part, but there was the mm. rock star who his 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 like parents and his sisters deny it, but that he got sent to ECT to cure him of his homosexual urges. His sure. parents say that basically he had gone to college and had like a mental breakdown mm. and he became like really depressed and despondent afterwards. And so they sent him for that
2: right. to cure him
1: of that. But right. if 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 we combine the two theories, he probably had the said breakdown because of suppressing and like all sure. of the things sure, sure, potentially. Sure. So yeah. I don't know what the like the factual reality of that was, but I think they took like a piece of that and like put it in there cool I'm not Sting. saying it was sexual assault yeah is I'm not the, saying it was yeah great to have that yeah
0: part right um mm-hmm. but yes followed by so <laughs> we get back to uh the I wouldn't say present day the day that we are at where he is performing the song tv she's got her tv eye on me <laughs> yeah, and then he gets fully
1: naked. <laughs> fully, but naked. You like know, I, I fully thought like we were just gonna have like the ass shot. You know, I'm just like that's not uncommon in like these kinds yeah. of movies. You know, like he like he sure. jumps out of his trousers, and just like okay, yeah. okay, I've seen mm-hmm. you and McGregor's yeah. ass. Yeah. And then he, and then he turns around.
0: And we see his penis, and I was like, <laughs> "I was like, whoa, <laughs> whoa,
2: oh my god,
1: uh, <laughs> dear God, like, um, damn, okay,
0: 1998, what are we doing?"
1: <laughs> yeah, and then you, you do have to remember it's like 1998, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. "They, yeah, this got nominated for a Palm Door." Okay. It's very, very artistic. So he's naked on stage. Um he's like covered in glitter and flipping people off. And the crowd is not having it. They're upset. He like they throw like a molotov on the stage and lights on fire. And Mm -hmm. he's just like still partying with the fire like it's pyrotechnics. And I'm just like, Mm -hmm. all are gonna get injured. What's happening? And he does a stage yeah. dive over the fire. And yeah. in the back, Brian is just watching all of this enraptured. He's just like, yeah. he's just
0: he's so into it.
1: And afterwards. And he's
0: like, why didn't I think of that?
1: And yeah, they're like, essentially. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, they're, they're sitting by the water and he's just like, they hated him." I wish it was me and I'm just like they hated yeah. you in your own way darling it's really not that yeah. yeah god um but I think this is what then propels him to, to be like you know this I need to be more like just doing in a dress is enough I have to like do and we get like him doing music video. I think it's the ballad of Maxwell Demon.
0: <laughs> Kiss your sons and daughters. Lady drunk controller. I'm probably mixing up the lyrics here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, very artistic. Very like avant garde.
2: Yeah,
1: I was, I was racking my brain because I was just like, this song, I've never heard this song before, but it sounds like a song I know, and right, and I it wasn't until like I went to like look at the track listing and stuff, and it was like based on David Bowie's All the Young Dudes, and I'm just like,
2: (laughs) oh,
1: okay, (laughs) that's great. I'm yeah, not going crazy. Yeah, there are a couple crazy. of songs that are that are like that. So. <laughs> which I mean, I think they do it on purpose because they couldn't use Bowie's <laughs> song. Yeah, I was just like, oh, they really wanted, they really wanted it. um That's okay. like they had it
0: planned out. They had it. Pl- they, I, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, they probably had it all planned out, exactly which songs they wanted, when and how and whatever, and then they didn't get the go ahead, and they're like, okay. Let's get some sound guys.
2: We <laughs> do need
1: this.
0: <laughs> like it is integral to my artistic vision.
1: Yes, very much. But yes, so this is the start of the Maxwell Demon persona kind of a thing. Right. I don't know if it was the plan all along for it to like be essential to his career in the way that it is. But mm. at this, I'm guessing showing. With all of these like execs lined up in the theater, this person comes out clapping, and it's just like, oh, you know, this is great stuff. I want to be your management. And <laughs> Brian's like, oh, that's nice, but I already have a manager. He's he's like, yeah, hello right there. <laughs> yeah, um. Yeah, I can make you an actual star though, so. And yeah. Brian just seems taken with the idea that he can potentially be propelled to start up. And of course, mm-hmm. his former manager is like very indignant and like, what do you think you're doing? Like, what? But this Jerry Devine yeah. character has very much like come in and like stolen the show and it's just. Like his yeah, personality yeah. is so big that it's just it seems like he's not just talking the talk, like he can probably get the right. shit done. So he right. he challenges him to an arm wrestle which yeah. <laughs> I was just like and the execs are just like they're laughing it up, they're having a gas, it's just like the funniest thing in the world to them. Yeah. And Brian Brian just turns away from this moment and mm-hmm. he's, he's like what the fuck and yeah. immediately the next scene is the whole shebang uh where we see that he has taken jerry as his manager and left him mm-hmm. in the dust and uh, yeah he's out of a job now
0: mm-hmm. this is another song that is based on something um the- yeah take the whole Da-da. It's it's also based on a Bowie song, no?
1: Yeah, it's based on Velvet Goldmine, which is the movie. Right.
0: Okay. Cool. <laughs> see, see, they had they this. You know, it would have been. They said the name of the movie. That would have been the moment.
1: Yeah, it would.
0: But they couldn't. <laughs> That's kind of funny that is so funny I actually love it as a backstory so funny
2: (laughs)
1: oh god Uh, after this the manager says essentially this is all that I have for you because that's where his relationship to Brian ended and he was like you might have to do the inevitable and go and talk to the ex Um, yep and he's like, um, you need a voice that is contradictory and Mandy is full of it. So he goes and he finds Mandy uh, in this empty bar. and She looks like a they, normal
0: person. <laughs> like, Yeah, she's the um, In comparison, I mean, to me, like her whole, like every time we see her on screen, like in the Brian Slade years, she's very done
1: up yes so we start with her in the late 60s Mm. and it is the new year actually yes so 1969 so they're back in the same nightclub the one that um the the former manager found them in except this time they're as pager goers and Brian who's looking like a little shabbier than we come to mm-hmm. know him. He comes to the door and the person at the door makes him pay like well, it ten, ten, 10 something. I don't know. He used mm-hmm. coins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, they enter into this club which is still in like its silvery, disco-y kind of a uh, mod 60s yeah and so in this club everyone's having a great time they're partying and he brian and mandy like keep spotting each other across the room and there's like this mutual attraction thing mandy's there with her friends like just kind of sort of interested but not going over to him and then Descending from the staircase in, like, mm-hmm. with, a, with a full entourage behind it is Jack Ferry. And Jack Ferry is apparently this, like, really unique person, you know, dresses in, like, this, uh, like, very feminine um, yes. attire and makeup done up. Also, very elegant, doesn't appear to give a shit, kind of kind of a way. Yeah. Um like the like someone that everyone talks about but no one dares yeah talk to. Sort of
0: like a myth like a mythological figure kind of thing. Yeah. Right? Like a mythological figure that like is happening in present. Kind of I don't know how to explain it. Like (laughs) like there's all of this like uh idea around this person as well as their the fact that how they look and stuff um, also aids to this. And so it's kind of, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, you know, there's probably 110 different stories about this person's like, you know, escapades. Oh, you know, Regina George. comparison. Oh, so it's like <laughs> I I just mean like the whole idea of like if there were someone to have like the oh my god. I heard there were like Japanese whatever whatever like commercials whatever. That is the kind of person that <laughs> Jack Ferry is coming down.
1: Okay. So <laughs> so oh god I'm, i need to get that out of my head right now so so yes so like it seems like they're untouchable but as soon as they come down mandy runs right up to jack and kisses him and jack
2: mm-hmm.
1: for, the, for their part doesn't do much like he mm-hmm. accepts it and he seems to be listening to her um but he doesn't like his face doesn't change he doesn't smile he doesn't frown he doesn't mm-hmm. i'm just like Do you, are you feeling anything right now? (laughs) What? This Brian is like watching this interaction carefully. And I don't know if what he does later is based specifically on this. But we do see that Jack, as he's descending the staircase, he still has the little green brooch thing. Um, Yeah, as um, an earring. So, Brian goes and finds Mandy and begins to dance with her. And then this is one of the scenes where the music is not specifically like on a stage or in a show. Yeah, it's it's happening. This is like a non-diegetic
0: scene. Yeah. Yeah, like it's like vaguely fantasy sequence, I guess. Yes. (laughs) da na da na na they na da 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 na 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 da na 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 <laughs> song is still happening
1: <laughs> yes so it at this is the song is like representative of their like romance um right. further on so it's like they're at this tree you know like they're they're like getting closer and they're kissing and then they're having sex and and then you know um it then cuts yeah. to like in between shots of them having sex to Brian in this room with, jack and brian mm-hmm. goes and kisses jack like rather passionately mm-hmm. and then
0: like comes in makes out the leaves and we see that the burst is gone like I, like it's like a slow realization on jack as well kind of oh so he just came to take my shit all right i'll fuck you too then
1: <laughs> 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 um he doesn't but- say that but yes but it seems like i guess like spiritually uh brian and mandy are on like a similar level like they seem to have like similar patterns and stuff which is why they get along well um
0: yeah i mean we have the scene where she's just saying something (laughs) (laughs) it's just like
1: Oh, na, 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 na.
0: I like—I don't even know what she says the brief of
1: what she says is that um, everything is moving faster so there are special people that are chosen that through their art they can help move the process of progress faster mm-hmm. and stuff like that and I'm just like I get you kind of sure uh, so <laughs> <laughs> um, which
0: is why I say she's saying Something.
1: (laughs) But yes, also at an interview, they come in together. Brian is having an interview, and we see that he has the brooch now for certain. He's using it as a scarf pin. But Mm -hmm. uh, they're talking about, and this is an interview that in real time, Stuart Arthur had watched on television on the floor of his parents' house. Mm-hmm. and it's essentially you know like a basic kind of interview where they're like don't you think like with um how you portray yourself people will get the wrong impression and he's like no if if anyone gets any impression of me at all then it will probably be the right one yeah and
0: essentially they're like don't you think people will assume you're like you know Part of the Alphabet Mafia question mark, question mark. <laughs> and he's like, Yeah. And that would be correct. Yes. And then he's like, um, you know, I like all kinds of like men and women and you know, I and they're like, Aren't you married? And he's like, Well, yeah, she gets it. And <laughs> she's about it too, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then like one man just like gets up and leaves cause like <laughs> you know it is the early 70s mid 70s somewhere
1: so yeah like wow two direct two disaster bisexuals really married each other didn't they
0: um and then we get like a series of of articles that come out um, after that uh one of which is one of which is called all that glitters is gay (laughs)
1: Like he just said. He just said he wasn't gay. Ugh. Yeah. No one listens. Um Yeah. It just it reminds me, I think because I was listening to Queen songs um last week, it just reminded me of Freddie Mercury and how people like are fervent to deny that he was bisexual and I'm just like but he said mm. that he liked women as well as men. Y'all are just interested mm. in the men because he died mm-hmm. of 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 AIDS. Um, Yeah. So, but yes, no. Going back to this, they are at this mansion, and I think at this point Jerry has Jerry, who's Eddie Izzard, but like there's so many like famous people in this cast, and I keep forgetting to be like, oh yeah. So by the way, (laughs) um. (laughs) <laughs> um, By the way,
0: this very famous person. Yeah, that is him. Yes. <laughs>
1: um, but yes, so uh, he's essentially hired a team for Brian, and they're at this mansion, and they have a photo shoot, and mm-hmm. I think one of the camera bulbs explodes and, like, cuts him all over. Yeah. And Nothing. this is the
0: moment that I remembered how this was recommended to me. I was like, oh, this is a little bit reminiscent of that, I think, first episode of The Idol, as far as I've seen from commentary YouTubers. That's when I was like, oh, okay, that's why this, I mean, like, obviously not the scene alone. Like, there's a lot of it that, based on, again, commentary YouTubers alone, um, that I think the idol was trying to do that this movie manages to do so
1: so we then meet Shannon who mm-hmm. I confused me throughout this movie <laughs> sure yes <laughs> but there was a literal point I was watching this movie and I paused it and I was like girl what is your deal I don't yeah. I understand. Yeah. Um, yeah. But.
0: I I bet it's the same seat as
2: me. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but yes, so uh, she comes in as an assistant aide position, an ad that was put out. But she's brought in, and this house is crazy. So they just assign her as to be like a wardrobe mistress. Wardrobe something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As, and she's just like, that's not that's not, I don't have any experience, okay. <laughs> but she's yep. she's hired, and this is the point in time where they're trying to get Brian to be more popular outside of Britain. So Jerry manages to broker some kind of deal, and they're going to the U.S. And he asks Brian who he would be the first person he wants to to see in his u.s tour obviously um he says brian says he wants to see kurt wilde so Mm -hmm. we go to see kurt wilde it's they're in this club in america this rock club and like they're like fully like (laughs) the styling of clothing Between Britain and the US at that time. It was very different. I wish, kinda, that it was still like that. Like, it was so, like, the disparity was, like, so huge. (laughs) So, they're in this club and they're going through. Someone's performing on stage. Sounds really great. But they find Kurt and Mm -hmm. he is high. Brian, who is a star in his own right. Goes and is acting like a fan to Kurt, and is like, "Yeah, uh, I love your music. I think it's it's top of the top of the pops, you know, and, and all of this thing." And Kurt is high, and he's, he's like his eyes cross, and he's just he goes back into like a heroin mm-hmm. stupor as um, as as they're there, and mm-hmm. the. It's so sad, <laughs>
2: the same time,
1: but mm-hmm. they go to like lunch in this like really fancy restaurant, and Jerry is like double talking, you know, like would you be perhaps interesting, like could be if, uh, uh if if. Brian was to act as a producer in the area of you, um, maybe coming to, and Brian yeah. is just like, Do you want to come to London to cut a record? He's just like, Oh, yeah, yeah sure. That's great. <laughs> I'm saying so many words. Just say what you want to say. <laughs> Jesus. Um, uh, so yeah. Kurt agrees. Brian is still like, you know, uh, just tell us what you need and we'll get it for you like anything you want and uh, Jerry gives him a little kick on the table like don't be like so like ready to like, give everything to this person but yep. Kurt is like well you know I used to be really into the heroin but now I'm on the methadone you know so I don't really have anything that I'm latched onto. to I think he says like heroin was my main man Um, But now you can Mm. be my main man. And I love that the cutscene from this is on Brian's face. And he has literal hearts in his eyes. And then (laughs) we cut to Jerry and he has like dollar signs (laughs) in his eyes. It's just like amazing. We see their motivations immediately. Because Mm -hmm. now... Like they're both getting what they want in a sense that brian's getting closer to kurt this person that he saw mm-hmm. so long ago that really inspired him to push his career further and mm-hmm. jerry gets two stars that he essentially gets to like parade around as like these two yeah starlets in a not obvious but kind of telling in the way that they act to each other relationship but no one can confirm it yeah. uh, plausible than I believe you know <laughs> so, and so I'm yeah. just like if I was in this time and this was happening I probably would have gone insane I'm gonna be very <laughs> honest if this was happening at this time. I'd just I would have eaten up every article everywhere <laughs> I could find about these people. I would have just been like, what do you mean? Where are they? They're on a plane together, going where? <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> um
0: uh, I hate to say it,
1: but the
0: K pop girlies are doing that.
1: Yes, I know. <laughs> and I was the K pop girl- <laughs> for a very brief period of time, which is why I'm telling on myself right now. <laughs> the way I the way I consumed media about the band Shiny was really it's reprehensible, to be
2: honest.
1: Um <laughs> but you know that's neither here nor yeah. there. I have grown and I am a calm person now. So um mm-hmm. yeah yes so this is happening and like we see like in story like we have these like two girls who have like chopped off the hair of their dolls to be kurt and brian i keep forgetting. oh yes <laughs> yeah no this happens in story <laughs> and they have like this little play uh where they're pretending that they're like oh no they you know My career was on the rocks and I really owe it to you. And then it's like, oh no, mate, I love you as you're my best friend. And also, he turns away and he's like, you don't have to say it. Have to
0: say it? (laughs) (laughs) That's so dramatic. I love it. Oh my God. oh my god fan fiction. I'm like i'm like i know they're kids whatever but the melodrama oh my god top tier they are right now writing episodes of day days of our lives i mean maybe not right now they were at one point writing the episodes for days of our lives that's the melodrama they were rigging to that little
1: play scene oh my god it's But yes great um anyway so we have this like this in-between scene which i don't really get the Purpose of its representation, but it's like they're in like this glitzed mm-hmm. out um place where it's like this um trio slowed down version of the song that's been playing, and they're all answering questions and they're like living decadently, and you know, I guess it's meant to be like the golden era of this time that they had. Right. And I don't remember everything that was fully said, but I remember there's a point where like the ringmaster of a circus Brian is on this little stage and the reporters are asking questions and he's answering but both the reporters and Brian are following cue cards of what he's meant to say like just implying like the fakery of it all and everyone's laughing but Mm -hmm. it's like rehearsed laugh like they're supposed to laugh after everything he says you know very Mm -hmm. yes man-ish kind of a thing um and at one point, you see Kurt, who's carrying like a little tea tray of, 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 of drinks. And he comes down and he's like, one reporter asks, what are your plans for um, you and Kurt? And it's like, we plan to take over the world. And you can see that he genuinely meant that at the time because they laugh and he looks... It, 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 it's not something that he meant for them to laugh at. Like, that is true.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah. And Mandy is there and she witnesses this. Like, she can see that something is happening. Like, his affections are shifting. Yeah. And, like, with their relationship, you can tell, like, they've probably slept with other people and it hasn't, like, affected how they feel about each other. But this is, like, a major, like, shift. Yeah. So. Because
0: there's probably emotion here where there wasn't yeah before elsewhere and also like this is like the one guy that like i don't know a billion years ago he looked at and was like i wish i was him yeah like universal queer experience <laughs> <laughs> like, i wish i was them or do i wish to be with them mm-hmm. question mark <laughs> and so like you know i think that kind of is is also threatening to her, though there is that thing you
1: wanted to meet him. he brought him on,
2: yeah,
1: um and they they kiss in this moment when they're on mm. like the little stage together, and then it's like a thing in like the tabloids where they like show a picture of them having kissed, and then it's my favorite song in this whole. <laughs> um, all right yes this is this is the moment when they cover the brian eno song and i lose my mind
0: baby's on fire better throw in the water look at her crying like a heifer to the slaughter something like that so, 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 mm, mm. <laughs> all the laughing boys are bitching <laughs> very good song yes
1: um, and so during this song also it's like it's like the crescendo where they're performing on stage and mm-hmm. there is like a moment when kurt comes out and he's just he's He's like level twenty excitement, and mm-hmm. he comes out he's preparing to like do a guitar solo. This is cut in between like there's an orgy happening in the mansion, um yeah this <laughs> <laughs> happening um and so like Shannon, who is like i i guess like. Having sex with with with, I think it's Jerry. Um, yeah. So Cause she. Kind of-
0: I because like I was like, oh no.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. I was like,
0: oh no, this is not good. Oh no, this is something bad's about to happen. I. Was, that's where I. I'm like, that's what's going on, right? And I'm like, but also naked people everywhere. And I'm not like not even in like a. I'm not like literally like there's like a full naked woman at one point. She's standing, Um, nothing hidden, nothing, nothing obstructed. Um, And I was like, okay, cool, what (laughs) that's happening? And uh, Jerry goes down on her, and she looks distressed. And that's why I was like, oh, no. But the distress seems to be coming from the fact that she sees Brian and Kurt, like, walking off together into a separate room, which is, I guess, concerning because, like, I don't know. Everyone here is having sex with each other here.
1: Yeah. Why are you leaving the party? Yeah, I don't know. I think I think it's like the implied like privacy of it all but I, I don't know why yeah. that would affect Shannon so much um, I know I know <laughs> <laughs> and cuz like even Mandy's on the ground she's got two guys someone else comes and she's like oh thank god a woman and you know like she's having yeah. the time of her life and yeah I think uh, Brian had two women on him and Kurt had like two ladies as well and then they went off together so yeah I don't know but yes oh also on like stage on the performance like Kurt is like playing his guitar and like Brian comes up and is like oh right yeah like a pr- like doing the thing where he like tongues the guitar and it looks like he's like giving him a job while he's playing the guitar anyway so i sent
0: you a screenshot of 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 the article that's written that, that yeah that comes up
1: <laughs> this is what i was warning you about the movie yeah no i know I, I looked at it and i was like oh shit okay
0: <laughs> and the and the thing is like um the the article is like cam yeah, isn't just a row of tents honestly they're so funny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hilarious. But also, but yeah,
0: this is. A, I was like, okay, I need to, <laughs> I need to warn that this movie
1: gets crazy. But also in this scene, we have Arthur mm-hmm. in his, in his room. And he's playing this song and he's looking at that article. And I guess right. he's like masturbating at the same time. Yeah. So, I'm guessing he's playing and downstairs, the downstairs his parents yeah. yeah, yeah, he's playing the music really lovely, I'm guessing to mask mm-hmm. the sounds, um but his parents right. are fed up, and so, like his dad storms upstairs and he breaks in the door and then tells him that he's brought shame to the family, and it's a shameful thing that he's doing, and he's just in tears like like broken down by this like he has because he has no privacy and no one defending him and he seems like very shy and uncertain about mm-hmm. all of it his dad to like just yeah immediately reinforce like what's probably one of his worst fears it yeah just because there
0: was a scene it's it's the scene that you were talking about earlier where he was watching the interview. And and Brian sort of does, like confirms his bisexuality. Essentially, he that when he's watching it because he's in the room with his parents, yeah. where he imagines himself get, getting up and being like, "See, that's me. That's me. That's like I'm this." But he doesn't actually do, do that. Yeah. But yeah. Anyways, yeah. This is like his kind of his work. This is cut partially why, uh, in my mind, it didn't like really like resonate. outside of the fact that he doesn't look like a teenager, um, that I was just like, oh, you know, he's just like a lost, like, young adult. Yeah. (laughs) You know, just a lost young adult, doesn't have any other support system, um, friends, anything else, and just his home, you know, and him leaving and all of that. Like, it didn't feel like... A, t- a teenager being kicked out of their house, having to go fend for themselves, but rather a young adult finally starting to find themselves. If that makes
1: sense?
2: No, it
0: does. It
1: does um, after this, we I, I don't know how they came about that student left his house. I think um, Mandy says something about because I think she also saw Brian currently leave the room. Yes. And so she says something like something about how beautiful people look when they leave Pe- a room. And yeah. Stuart flashes back to when he left I guess for like his home for the last time on a bus and he saw his mother mm-hmm. like run after him. But Shannon uh I'm sorry this lady confuses the hell out of me Shannon sees Brian is
0: this the scene because this was the scene yes it was I was like what are you
1: why are you crying literally I was so okay so Shannon Shannon sees Brian and Kurt laying in the bed together Mm. naked
2: Um, and
1: Shannon is upset and Mandy is comforting her. And I feel like this is supposed to be switched around. Um, if anything. Yeah. Like there's no like saying that there was sex involved is what she's like saying to, to Shannon. But you know, and I, I I don't know what she says, but it comes to the point where it's like, we'll let Brian know that and she's like don't tell brian anything and it like, grabs onto mandy and right then he like pulls her arms out from her she's like okay i won't tell him anything jeez and i'm just like shannon what is your issue like are you like yep. girl is it are you homophobic are you okay? i don't <laughs> do you do you like brian is that what this is mm-hmm. like? Are you are you secretly in love with him, and that's why you're like this right now? Because I don't understand. Like mm-hmm. he'll, he'll probably sleep with you, maybe if he was interested. Um. Yeah. Like I,
0: you know, was it an attempt at social climbing? Because it's very clear. I mean, by the end that there is. To some extent, in her career of being near Brian, that she, you know, climbed up the ranks and whatever. So, you know, was she like ingratiating herself to the wife in order to, you know, I don't know, gain favor, become closer, to get closer, to get closer, to get closer, closer, kind of thing?
1: It's weird.
0: But at the time, I was just like, why are you crying?
1: (laughs) And it's so, so confused. And then by the time that Mandy goes to the bedroom, neither Brian nor Kurt are there. And um, he's left her a letter saying that they needed an emergency vacation. And they'll be back by Hammersmith. And I'm just like, okay. So he just leaves with his new boyfriend, I guess. And, um, and he's like, and that's when I knew that it was over kind of a thing. Um,
0: I love that she says in the interview that she's having with Arthur that like, you know, there's no like proving that they had sex just because two people are laying naked in a bed together doesn't mean that they had sex. I mean, it like goes a long way to prove that they may have, but... Yeah. It's that's certain. I'm like, girl, what? Are you talking about?
1: <laughs> I think I mean, I don't know how much it is to I think because Kurt is involved in the story. I don't know if it's like to like preserve both of their images slightly cuz it's one thing to like again, it goes back to Kurt's interview in the beginning. It's one thing to like say you're bisexual but then you have to like do mm-hmm. the gay shit and if mm-hmm. no one says that they saw you do it then it might not actually have happened and then no one can say i don't know what she's angling for yeah. but yes no so she basically
0: says she that's the last time she saw him yeah and that is it right mm-hmm. and and um, she's like well anyways i can't help you any further <laughs> And Arthur's like, right, Uh uh-huh. And she's like, well, I don't have any more to tell you. And he's like, but see, I think you do. And she's like, "Uh, like, what makes you think so, right? And he's like, well, your smile for one thing. And she's like, well, smiles can lie. And he's like, exactly. And she's like, okay, fine. (laughs) I did see him a couple more times.
1: kurt and him um aren't on a good place uh essentially kurt i think i don't know
0: if he's... oh my god yes <laughs> <laughs> did you just remember the recording session
1: yes we are at the recording session um i don't know what the song was meant to be But he's just singing the same phrase over and over, and it's a long phrase, and outside the booth, they're like... Wait,
0: let me, wait, hang on, let me... It's just like, won't you come with me to a place that's (laughs) 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 real?
1: Are you alright? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 wow. wow.
0: Um. Okay. <laughs> so, anyways, um. But yeah, it's that, basically a lot of that, and like everyone in the street is like, "What is going on?" And they have to cut it, and so they're basically like, "You can't make," because like I mean, like the like I I don't know, like I feel like with vocal manipulation. Um, to some extent you can like make, you can sweeten it and whatever. Like, I, I was like, it doesn't sound that bad. Right. I don't know. I'm like, it could be a song. I don't know what the issue is, but it seems that the issue was that he made changes, yeah. I guess, cause they're like, you can't just make changes and not like let us know. Um, and I'm like, what was meant to happen? <laughs> yeah,
1: so <laughs> That was a song then. Kurt's argument was that he didn't make any changes and then he gets real angry immediately and yeah i think like he recognizes that Brian isn't like telling him like what the actual problem is and he just gets pissed off and so he starts throwing things around and breaking things and they mute him on the outside and they're like we can't keep going like this essentially like this, yeah. is, this is not I can't uh, Jerry's like I can't renew his contract for another year like like this shit I can't yeah. deal with it and like you shouldn't like subject yourself to this abuse anyway and they cut back in and he's like fully cursing out <laughs> he's talking about his hair and all of this shit and he, he's like fully yeah and Brian asked for them to like take a break you know and come back but everyone is just full-on leaving because they're they're not like putting up with this shit so i guess like it's just it's too difficult to work with them. i don't know if because we see for a split second that brian not brian that kurt um in the booth has like a bottle um in there with him mm-hmm. so i don't know if he's like falling back into his habits and he's just he's drunk in the booth and that's what the problem is but Mm -hmm. we don't know what happened in between specifically because we have only mandy's perspective and she left the room and then Mm -hmm. the next thing we see is kurt storming out and brian at a window above yelling at him to like go back to the junkies that he knew and all of this stuff and kurt keeps walking and brian just looks heartbroken and mandy says at this point she was just a bystander like everyone else she wasn't involved Mm -hmm. anymore kurt i guess ends up going back to america he leaves brian is telling jerry that he doesn't want to continue on as Maxwell Demon like this is getting out of hand like he's not in the right frame to do this and Jerry's like you are contractually obligated to finish out this tour as Maxwell Demon that is what people have paid for that is what you have mm-hmm. to do like I understand you're going through a hard time but you have to just hang on and mm. yeah and uh, I'm guessing this tour is the tour that he ends up faking his death at. That's the that's the implication, yes. and we can see that um, Kurt and his own way, is, is like heartbroken over like having to leave. Cause there's like a person with blue hair, and he he has like a moment of hope on his face that it might be that it might be Brian, but it's it's not, and you yeah. know. It's it's sad. But then like the Grim Reaper
0: for some reason, like in a car, Jack Berry's like What's up? <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: it's
0: like very fucking random. I was like, How did you find
1: him? <laughs> Meanwhile, on the other side of it we have Stuart. Um <laughs> <laughs> he is in he's in a club and he's listening to a band perform, and that band actually ends up, but like they're they're talking about like it's it's the death of an age. They're more interested in an impression rather than actually like uh, making a real change. You know, like the future is dying and whatnot. And Stewart's just like, mm-hmm. I just need a room. I just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> looking for a room at the moment, please. Thank you. So we have uh, the whole shooting is a whole. And the fans are pissed off. They're like, we hate Brian Slade. They're burning, like, uh, images of him, posters and things like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And Brian ends up uh, getting more into drugs. And we find out that with the whole shooting thing, they didn't tell Mandy, Mandy. that that was a yeah, the thing. They just forgot. Yeah. Like, she for a whole day thought that Brian had been shot and it was it was that was like the true moment where it was like she knew it was over but she didn't think she would have to be the one to do something about it and so she takes him divorce papers in the mansion and she drops it in the pile of cocaine that he has and it's like so you don't forget and then we see Shannon Ah, uh, this girl, um, yeah. Shannon, comes in and he's like, "How did you get in here, oh, uh, Brian?" I'm so sorry.
0: Haircut, pinstrip suit, yeah. like very much giving like, I am on top now. I have uh, like a high level position, yeah, in this operation now, and and she's like, basically like, get the fuck out and like. Mandy's like, I can show myself out. And then she has, like, a last couple of things to say where, like, neither of them are saying anything. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're just saying sentences at each other. And I'm like, what? I think at that like, point. Like, I can't even remember what they were saying.
1: Um, but... I think at that point. Because, like, it ends with
0: get... her being, like, something like, um, I like a girl, I, I oh, fuck. Something like I lost my girlhood to you. I don't know. Um, it was just like just like sentences, because
1: like. <laughs> I think I think it's meant to be like a representative of, of how their relationship was very like philosophical. William yeah. and mm-hmm. like how they like potentially have this deeper connection. And I think one of the things that he says is like it, it, it has to do with like how women respond, how women. Suffering? I don't know. I don't remember. I that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like
0: it's because it's like they're saying quotes, but I don't know whether or not they're actual quotes. It just feels like they're quoting things at each other. Mm-hmm. Um in a similar I mean like it's very like uh full circle, cause like that very first time that they have where she's just saying whatever and he's just saying whatever. Um it's like it feels that very much that <clears throat> mm-hmm. of them just sort of like saying things that sound like I don't know, like we are people of ideas and creativity and like we are higher being I mean think we are thinkers. <laughs> we are feelers and thinkers, you
1: know. She leaves. Um and then mm-hmm. she's like, That's the last time we spoke. It's not the last time that she saw him. She says that he went to a concert and he wasn't performing.
0: Yes. But he It was the concert put on by Jack Ferry, I think. Yes. To say goodbye to like the glam rock yes era or something mm-hmm.
1: like that. Jack Ferry and Perp. Um and he came and he it's at this point, we know that uh when Stewart asked what concert it was, he was also at that concert because his roommates were performing in that yeah. concert. His roommates are a band, and he was backstage at this at this concert, cheering them on. He was too hyped to be honest um yeah. but <laughs> he's backstage at this concert and sees Kurt appear and we don't think anything of it initially but he's still trying mm-hmm. to research this um, information about what happened to, to, to Brian because again we're getting all this information but we still don't know where he is now so he wants yes. to talk to Kurt because now he knows that uh, well I mean I guess he was aware because he lived it but he wants to talk to Kurt. Uh, maybe Kurt has more information. So he yeah. goes. I mean,
0: again, there's that m- implication right at the beginning that, like, the years that he spent in the U.S. I guess worked hard to suppress. Yeah. That time of his life. Yeah. In his memory.
1: So he's on the phone and he is trying to reach Kurt, and he doesn't. He's given a number. I'm guessing by Mandy. And he gets told that um, whoever's on the other end tells him that um, Kurt is not interested in answering any questions about this topic ever. And he's like taken aback and is hung up on. Him. And we find that it's Kurt that hung up on him. Which.
0: And there's just like two men in suits just sitting across staring yeah. at him.
1: Um, Him being Kurt, right? Him being Kurt. So he's he's trying to find information the manual way, and he is again looking to see um, if Brian had a name change, something to indicate why there's like no record of him, but access is denied. And while he's doing that, he sees a TV interview with someone that we only saw briefly in the beginning. Is Tommy Stone person. And yep. Tommy Stone has like blonde hair and this like big like pompadour kind of a, not even pompadour, but it's just like really like big like blonde hair. And yep. you know, it seems to be like this all American persona. And he's looking at him, and right next to him is Shannon. And <laughs> He He's immediately starting to put two and two together that yeah. Shannon is here and Shannon worked so hard for, in, in, in Mandy's recollection, Shannon worked so hard to get close to Brian and he remembers that the former manager told him that his name was Thomas and this person's name is Tommy and it's starting to, the pieces are coming together. And he's making the connections, and he runs down to his offices, and he finds his 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 boss, and he's like, "I have a real like I'm so close. I'm on a real breakthrough with the the Brian Slay case." And he's like, "Oh, that story's been scrapped. We want you on the Tommy Stone tour now." And he's like, "No, but that's it." And the elevator door closes, and he's like, "Who oh, did you?" but also like so rude i like
0: how like you're like you cut the story and you don't even like tell him and like this is you being like yeah remember how i gave you an assignment and you had all this research that you were doing forget that in the last second (laughs) (laughs) great
1: thanks anyways but um but like, to be fair to us, that person, the Tommy Stone person looks completely different to... Yes. I mean, it's portrayed by a different actor. One, but, yes. like, our recollections of and our impressions of... And I guess it would have been too easy <laughs> if that person looked exactly like Jonathan rees But... I don't know what the implication of that is. Like, did he have plastic surgery? Like, did he... Like, what... I also had a question. <laughs>
0: but I I don't know. I was like, is it literal? Like, is this different actor's face literal? Yeah. Or is it just, like... Was it just a device to, like, you know,
1: disguise yeah. this twist? don't know. But Brian... Oh Stewart goes to attend the Tommy Stone concert as the like a press backstage thing he goes to watch the concert we don't see the concert is the thing um, because we
0: flash back to the other concert yes. from the last the last concert of the glam rock blah 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 was yes.
1: the death of the, the death of glitter um, and we see kurt's performance and we see that mandy was there and stewart who was backstage saw Mandy there and mandy while kurt's performing looks across to like the back entrance of the audience and there's a figure there and Mm -hmm. stewart looks but the figure is in such shadow that you only kind of see the hint of blue in his hair mm. and like some of his face and like we know that that it's that it's brian and he's watching yes. he's watching kurt perform um yes he leaves as as, as kurt is performing
0: come on little stranger in a little danger come on won't you take my hand Something, 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 try a little danger, the <laughs> no, one you did say that. Um
1: I like it. Yeah. I didn't mention so the band that um Stuart <laughs> Arthur. <laughs> yes. The band that Arthur ends up Living with? I made of of members from um placebo <laughs> which it just reinforces the fact that I have never looked at The band and only ever listened (laughs) to the music, you know. So, anyway, because I did not, I did not know. But anyway, so (laughs) mm -hmm. at the end of that performance, Brian has left and Kurt goes off stage and he greets Mandy, and is uh, Mandy's like, uh, you know, you were fantastic. All of this. And she asked, uh, he asked her, did, did, did you see him? And she's like, I didn't see him, which we know is a lie now. like she did, she did see him. Um, She just told him that he didn't. And I don't know if maybe Kurt saw him and was just asking for confirmation. But I don't know. Um, But
0: Stuart witnesses this exchange. Yeah, Arthur Stewart. Yes, yeah,
1: but he was also high. So Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. That is true. Afterwards, he is like walking through these people and he ends up on a roof
2: and
1: he and this is this is like a fantasy kind of a thing um where he ends up on a roof and it's the rock star Kurt Wild mm-hmm. up there, and he's like, "Don't be scared, come closer." Um, and so I start asking mm-hmm. him, like, "What's your name? What's your favorite color?" Like all of these things, you know. Like I guess trying to like make him comfortable in the moment. Um, and then he asks if he's high, sure. and he like I'm on a button. Um. Um, they end up. Having sense. well, we
0: don't like we don't really see that yet. Yes, okay. Well, not we just sort of because <laughs> we just see the like a little bit of the beginning of that exchange because we flash back to present day where uh, Tommy finishes his performance and we have Arthur like the press the no, post we do Wait, performance no,
1: we do we do see them having. Like, that happens in that scene.
0: We do? Yeah. We do?
1: Yeah, we do. Like, they have the whole part, with the shooting star and the make-a-wish, and then... That's
0: before? Okay. I thought that was after. I'm completing things. Okay.
1: And then we have, like, a little... Okay, so,
0: okay. So, yes, they have sex. Yeah. The shooting star, make-a-wish. Yes.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Yes. They have to, and then we cut to a scene with the Maxwell Demon who is singing on a chandelier, and <laughs> yes. and then it's the end
2: of because yeah, because we
0: got like the the uh... t wait what is it I just like the one line the line the line specifically like well t my lady she cries like a baby it's golden tumbling down tumbling down and i'm like what is happening where are we what is going on because as this ends obviously yes we that this song ends as the performance of Tommy ends. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, cool. What does this mean?
1: <laughs> but we cut to after after this, there's a press conference at the back. Um and Shannon is there with with Tommy and you know they're asking like, what do you think about President uh Reynolds and Reynolds. and like, uh, he's he's a great thing for this country, you know. Um, and they ask a few more questions and then and then uh, so Arthur goes, uh, "What do you think about? Wait, no. What's your connection with uh, Brian Slade? What do you
0: think about people like he? Yeah. Sa- he implies that there is like a rumor. Yes."
1: Um, Connecting you with like Brian you, Slade like, on the ten-year anniversary yeah. of um, the shooting, the fake uh, shooting stunt, and immediately Shannon's like that's all the time that we have for questions yeah. today,
0: and then it's like full and pandemonium. You. Like get out of the way, nah, 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 nah. get out of the room, get out of the room. In terms of like the dressing room or whatever,
2: yeah.
1: And so Brian brian tommy goes back into the room and you can see he looks upset and yep. pissed and i mean like he is brian um mm-hmm. but i guess he's worked like hard to reshape himself yeah yeah um but we like see on the screen there's a moment i guess in the performance where he like turns his face and he has like makeup on and i don't know if that's really in the show or it's just like meant to personify that he has made up his face Mm -hmm. to look different but it's jonathan reese myers yes
0: in that way in that Um, yeah who looks like in that when he looks at the screen and he sees a clip of himself it is yeah brian as we know him um z face and that's why i was like is that <laughs> i mean it would be so easy for them to actually if his face looked like that for real yeah to be like i mean identical twins babe <laughs> it's been 10 <laughs> years like what do you mean
1: Uh, but I don't know if it's meant to be like a literal interpretation or just mm-hmm. like, even if he changes his face, he can't escape like yeah. the Brian Slade.
2: Um, all, yeah. Persona.
1: I don't know, but Stewart, um, he is left. He enters this bar. Everyone looks at him, and I'm just like, why? Yeah. <laughs> it's nothing else happening, um. Yeah but he, he he goes to the bar and he asks for a drink and the bartender looks so put out to give him a drink and i'm just like do they know what he asked like why mm-hmm. are they all looking at him like that like I, I, I thought it was like other people from the press conference mm-hmm. and i'm like no it's not because a random girl comes up to him and it's like are you part of the tommy stone tour and he looks down because he still has his press badge and he's like no um but you can have like my backstage Press pass is like a souvenir, um, and so he gives that away, and he, she's like excited to help, yeah, to have like, oh, like, a, like, like she's wearing his merch. Like I don't, I don't get it. I
0: um, mean, hmm. I guess this is like but, something that's like not a lot of people would have. I guess. As yeah. Well.
1: Uh, but yes. So he goes around the corner. And there just happens to be
2: mm-hmm. a Kurt
1: Wild in this in this place, and he's just like, "You're Kurt Wild," and he's like, and Kurt's like, "Yeah, who the hell are you?" And I was like, "Oh, well, I guess he wouldn't remember like a one night stand among many one night stands he probably had when he was a rock star." Um, yeah, and. Stewart is definitely not gonna bring that up um, yeah
0: and he's like oh well I'm a I was you know I, I was doing an article about <laughs> I was doing an article I was trying to contact you uh, oh so you were about Brian Slade and like you can see Kurt's about to like like you know blah 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 about it because obviously there's like a a, a poster like a scrunched up poster of Tommy on the table. So there is also an implication that Kurt has like nose. Yeah. And like if we think back to also like the men in suits, like staring him down as he hangs up on Arthur earlier. Um, but yeah, so and he, he just like Chris Slade uh, uh, not Chris Slade's, um, um, Brian Slade's uh, go, go, connection Slade. to. <laughs> Um, connection to Tommy or whatever, and then he sits down and I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that
2: happens. Um, he said
0: something about artists. <laughs>
2: um, not
0: like artists are not don't tell their lives or whatever. They just they are just there to change the world. Um, oh, which like, oh, Zark- no. and that's what you did
1: so he he says like artists true artists should put things into the world without involving any aspect of their lives in it and and he's like is that what you did and he's like no <laughs> um, what we set out to do was change the world and all we did was change ourselves um, mm. and he I don't know how much change we actually did if you look at the state of the world which (laughs) could be said in any generation Um, but Stuart comments on the brooch which Kurt now has and Kurt um, says it was given to him by a friend of his um, and let it belong to Oscar Wilde um something about art art being about image. Um and so he gave that to Kurt. Brian did. And now Kurt is yes. just kind of like handing it over to Stuart. He's yep. like for your image.
2: For your and
1: image. Stuart understandably is like <laughs> I couldn't possibly like Yeah if it's true what you say, like, this is a really valuable thing. You can't yeah. just give it to me in this bar or wherever. <laughs> in <New York>. yeah. <laughs> It's wild. And so he gives it, Stuart gives it back to him. And Kurt's like, Kurt takes it back and he starts to leave. And I don't remember what he says as he leaves. He just says, see you around. But we
0: have a flash back to that, the morning after? Yes. uh, After they had met and they had sex, I guess. And, you know, we see a very happy, whatever, um, Arthur Stewart, Arthur Stewart. And, you know, we also get the second of when Brian gives the approach to to Kurt. Um, And then we, and then we get the scene with Kurt and, uh, and arthur and then we come back to the present and yes that's when he's he leaves yes. and he says anyways see you around and it's like and it's like did he remember <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I feel i feel like the implication was that he remembered mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. i don't think not, either of them were willing to bring it up because it's it's just like it's a moment for enough time
0: yeah fair enough it's,
1: and I don't know, maybe something will happen, or maybe it won't, and they'll just have that memory, but <laughs> yeah. Stewart goes to take a drink of his beer and he almost chokes, because inside the beer is the brooch. And, like, when... When did when he it... put it in? <laughs> yeah. the beer was behind him. Like, it wasn't even in the... We would have seen it wasn't an arm's reach. Like, yeah. what is the thing... At- Surely magical now <laughs> so confused so confused yep. Brian is Brian Brian Stuart is now the <laughs> possessor of mm-hmm. this green brooch and we flash back again to the moment of um, the death of of glitter concert where Jack Ferry is performing, and Mm. he is performing um, 2HB, which is the song that Brian performed initially when he was discovered, like when this journey began, when he Mm. was discovered by um, his first manager, and Mm. we get like,
0: who's looking at you, kid? Da, da, da. Here's a looking at
1: you, kid.
0: That's the part we got. I mean, we got to that
1: part. And he, there's, like, an image of Brian on the, on, projected on the screen, and then an image of Kurt, and then two other people, like, I don't know what they were, and, yeah, then... The film just cuts to like some random people in a bar and I guess this song is playing on the radio and mm-hmm. like the implication that it's just it's a, it's a it's a memory past kind of a thing. It doesn't mm-hmm. it's not um, we're not living it anymore. And so and the movie ends. Yeah. Okay, now let's get into ratings Yay. with our standard rhetoric of five. I do say rhetoric. I think I mean rubric. When I say rhetoric, um, you know, it's, it's... I'll fix that from now on. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sure. I'm just just saying. I think I've been saying the wrong word. Um, but it's fine. So, starting with music and choreography, there is no choreography in this movie. <laughs> it's not. It's not one of those kinds of movies. The music. So it is a jukebox musical except for a couple of songs which they made based off of other songs specifically because they couldn't use the David Bowie songs. So but it's largely a jukebox musical. I think that the choices they made are of like the era that they're trying to portray. Like it does like do much to set like the tone um the style of the artist that um, they are portraying mm-hmm. um like it's not all one particular sound like it's glam rock but it's not one particular style of glam rock because right. um, you can tell like kurt's sound and brian's sound are very different and I, know, I think i i just i think it worked they use a lot of brian eno songs also Brian Eno's band is called Maxwell Demon, and it's probably why the main character's name is Brian. I'm just putting this together. Um so the, <laughs> So I'm so aware right now. Um so I would say for music, um I would give it a I forget how we rated jukebox musicals because it's not that's fine. Um I'll give it a four pre- Five out of five? Four point two five out of five.
2: Okay.
1: Yes. Um vinyl records. Cool.
0: Um yeah, I agree. I think the choices seemed very smart. I love the I love the drama of like being like, okay, so we couldn't get this song. We're gonna make a song that sounds exactly like it. I love that you can hear the evolution of Brian Slade's sound um, as he becomes more and more like of an artiste (laughs) over like, you know, just a musician or whatever. Um, And like the the vibes of like, not just the music videos and his styling, but like the sound also does that travel as well. And I, I, I enjoy that. In terms of the rest of the song, I mean the songs are fine. I don't, I don't really have much else about that. I just love the drama. Um, so I, I will give it a three point seven five. I like the songs, but I'm not really going to be listening to them beyond here.
1: Yeah, you see that? That's where it's. So it's contrary to me because I am obsessed with that particular Brian, you know, cover of Baby.
2: <laughs> I just,
1: I stopped, I finished watching, I almost stopped the movie <laughs> to go and listen to the song again. You don't understand. That thing had me in a choke hold, Anyway, um moving on. Not that I don't like the songs, <laughs> I do. Moving on. No, I'm not saying you don't like the songs, but I love that one. <laughs>
0: Oh, i didn't say what the thing was it's uh what 3.75 vinyls
1: story story <laughs> story um so it because it, it goes back and forth so it can get a little confusing on when something is taking place which yes. you know defeats my need for um, having a clear timeline of when things take place yeah. anyway because we don't have that but it's clear it's taking place like over several several years, like so it wouldn't make sense either. Way. It, it it doesn't have that thing where everything seems to happen in a week in a musical. the The through line of Oscar Wilde and the the beetle brooch and just 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 like this MacGuffin that goes through like the timelines and seems to be like responsible for like helping people craft like a significant image in society. I don't know. I don't know if it's meant to bring like a more fantastical element to the story um, or it's just like a, a red herring prop device kind of a thing just like up. Uh, a story device that's meant to show us who is like who has the appeal of the time kind mm-hmm. of a thing um, who is that special person that is chosen to be one that causes a shift in society you know kind of a thing mm. i don't know um in terms of like the individual stories that we because they're chopped up in time um i think because brian is like our main like guy that we're following through. we're, we're getting the story through stewart's um eyes and through his interactions with people but brian is our our main character and well stewart is the main
0: character but he's... he's our protagonist but he's not our main yes,
1: character yes that is that is it. So um, So yes, so I think Brian's story is, is interesting, I can see why he would be of um, newspaper interest. Ten years, disappeared um, off the face of the earth. Uh, and I, again, I've already pointed out the bits of the story that I don't like, that I wish didn't happen. Um, or were rather wor- portrayed um, in the way that they did, and I think that it, like as a as a whole, I understood the movie. If there were like deeper, more artistic elements to it that went over my head, very possibly, I watched it at like nine o'clock in the. Morning. Um, I wasn't fully awake, so. Um, but the 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 point is, I understood. Um, what they were doing? Do I understand fully what they were trying to say? I don't know. I I don't I don't think I do. To be very honest, um, what whatever deeper message they were trying to communicate, um about art and artists and the death of an era and the ones who are responsible um, for carrying that era, all of those things. I don't know. But story, I will give four out of five um, green brooches just because I find it interesting
2: cool
0: i have a secret i love stories about journalists trying to find (laughs) Um, (laughs) oh i wonder why i don't know why (laughs) i don't know why (laughs) but like for real um movies like almost famous and like even i don't know know like zodiac uh shattered glass I love a story about a journalist it's (laughs) something about that um I so I liked it as a plot device it helps with especially when with the whole idea of like non-linear storytelling because I understand that like getting the story from these different people especially like starting off with someone who would only have really a sort of vague-ish idea of this person because they only really knew them at the beginning. Um, and so we don't really get the full like the full thing of Brian's like mastery of his image and the how like his obsession with the the art, like being like this artist that is like making a splash that is like, you know, getting reactions, he likes the attention, things like that, Um, likes to orchestrate these things. Like we don't fully get that immediately because the person we are getting the interview from does not know him like that, like that. So I don't know, I think it's like a, a good way to get deeper into a person whilst also going back and forth in the timeline in a way that almost makes sense because of the fact that we know who, like, we we know that we have to go back in time now because we are entering someone else's point of view of this person. Um, and I, you know, in terms of, like, the message or whatever of the story, <laughs> of the story I think because I, uh, at some point, like, clicked, it clicked in my head uh, that I was watching this because of someone who was talking about the idol, I was making then a direct, like, oh, right, like, like you know, this idea of this artist who is very like manipulative or whatever, and you know that there's this like mystique about them. There's all of this stuff, um, and just like the interesting thing about being a hanger on a, to to this star and like experiencing that all of that and the the cult of their personality and and whatever I you know I was like that's I was like okay (laughs) I think I get it question mark question mark question mark question mark um but I yeah I I think the story is it was interesting I think it's it is interesting to see a story about an artist that isn't just purely like I want to be an artist and, like, be my true self and tell a story and blah, blah, blah. you know. Like, that's cool. Like, great. We have stories like that. But, like, I like the idea of, like, this artist that's, like, I don't know, man. I just want to, like, I just want people to talk about me all the time. <laughs> 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 I like to, I, I just like to be in people's minds all the time. I want people to look at me the way that everybody looked at Jack Ferry that one time. Um, and I'm going to fashioned my life to replicate that forever, you know? Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I really, I I like the story. Um, And I will give it for brooches as well. Uh, I I said I would talk about the brooch thing. I think it's so stupid. (laughs) 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 I do like... (laughs) I do get what you mean because I guess I didn't think I mean I did think about it like the idea of like the boat. obviously there is the idea that the one who possesses it is the one that is um, the center of the world essentially like everybody's like I wonder like, I, I want to be around them kind of thing um, but it just like it was just it felt so like underbaked baked in, in that like it wasn't explained enough in a way right like it just was there and I guess if you make the connection you make the connection if you don't you don't whatever but it's just it just was it felt superfluous it felt like it didn't have that much of anything especially when I thought about the fact that when I had the second like mini rewatch whatever um before recording (laughs) when it started with the fucking storybook like there was this brooch, this Oscar Wilde thing. I was like, right, right? I was like, I forgot about that because the movie's not about that. There's, it's like so far removed from that. What was the point of that, you know? Um, And like, you know, like you said, I could be missing like stuff and whatever, but I personally don't think it was that needed unless, you know, Unless I'm missing the whole point of the movie because I don't get <laughs> why it's there. Mm-hmm. I think it's stupid, but whatever. Four out of five <laughs> green brooches.
1: slit. <It's> <laughs> okay, and overall enjoyment. I enjoyed mm-hmm. the movie. Like, I don't... Okay, so I'm glad that Leah watched it first <laughs> and then warned <laughs> me that there was a lot of nudity because I... Was not ready. <laughs> to <know> <laughs> um, uh, The the like like I've seen movies with more nudity than this, you know, right in the in the past. Like that's not it's not anything, but it's like I wasn't ready to have hmm. full frontal image of Ewan McGregor. You know, I wasn't prepared, but now I was. I was just braced from the beginning um Mm. but like overall i enjoyed the movie i might not right now but i might watch it again um because it's kind of fun to be honest um i could see like why it got nominated at the Cannes Film Festival um at the like it's 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 fun and it's it's artsy and it's got great actors in it and mm-hmm. again Christian Bale does not sell teenager to me but you know we can overlook that it's my fault um, and I just it's it, it, it's a fun time and a fun exploration of like the the glam rock era which is not an era that I was alive during. I was important. So, um it, it's interesting to to have like a different kind of look at it as opposed to like just hearing um what people have um spoken about it and like music videos and things like that. Because music videos are of the time but they're not the time, you know? Mm-hmm. So I uh, it's 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 interesting to live like to to live that a little bit in this film and like see someone who like it's it's past that time and it's it's he's he's grown past that time and he's essentially rediscovering what that time meant for him and his place in his life as much as he's tried to like push it out of his mind um Yeah, no, I had a a decent time. I don't, I don't dislike it at all. Um, so I will give it. I'll give it. I'll give it. I'll give it a four. I'll give it a four out of five. Electric guitars.
0: No. Yes, electric guitars. Okay. I really enjoyed it. Um, like. Even on the second watch or whatever, I was like still having a good time. (laughs) Like I was like, it it is fun. Like it is nice to look at the cinematography. Like I said, the um, art direction, the styling, all of it. It's just it's very nice to look at, and it it just like it feels like like they had something they wanted, they really wanted to do, and they did it. And. And it also feels like people, they have fun doing it as well. I don't know, they may not have, but it feels like they did. And so I'm gonna live in the fantasy that they did. And <laughs> um, it just like, it, it, was, it was fun. Brian is a fun character um, to like, like and also be like, girl, rolling your eyes all the whole time kind of thing. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Like I said, <laughs> I'm a journalist. Looking through time. So, so um, yeah, I will give it a four as well. Four out of five electric guitars. I bet you have a question. Each time we come around, we make confessions of theater news or musicals that caught our attention. Well, here we go. these are our obsessions no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that this is a part of our um podcast where we talk about things in musical theater, musicals, theater, anything tangentially related um that we like and that caught our attention um new and old, and <laughs> Mine is, like, a thing for the future, I guess. Um, but Death Becomes Her, the musical. Um, I like Because I had to look it up when it's coming out. It's coming out, like, literally next year. But um, I was seeing, like, in the Instagram ads for Death Becomes Her, the musical. Which, like, by the way, if you go onto their Instagram, it's, like, basically the um, the the el- elixir thing itself that they're advertising. And it's, I don't know, it's so good. It's like, I don't know, I'm excited for it. And I'm like, in like a cautious, like, Am I, should I be excited for it? I don't know. I don't know, I don't know. Um, but also, like, come on now. Megan Hilty is going to be uh, playing M- Meryl Streep's role. Like, be serious. I'm so excited. Um, Megan Hilty from of Smash fame, for those of you who may not know, but I don't know who wouldn't know. We also have Jennifer Simard, who played the stepmother, I believe, in Once Upon a One More Time. And it is going to be directed and choreographed by Christopher Gatelli, who has choreographed for chess, hair, women on the verge of the nervous breakdown, War paint, My Fair Lady, The Share Show. Um, so, yeah, that is a thing. <laughs> it's coming out next year, April. <laughs> so look out for that. I'll probably talk more about it as more stuff comes up. But, um, yeah, I just was seeing the fucking ads, and I was like, this is so fucking smart. I love it. Um, and, yeah, that's my obsession. What about you? So I... <laughs>
1: I did myself a disservice, um, and all of you a disservice, by not mentioning the Death Note musical. Now, the <laughs> I don't know if you know what Death Note is. Okay, so Death Note um, is this uh, Japanese, <laughs> is, is this Japanese um uh, manga and then um, turned anime. The the plot of it is that um, there is this there are these Shinigami, these um, creatures. That have books that are responsible for writing the name of the people who are going to die and one of them drops their book to earth and it is picked up by this uh, law student and he decides to become like this warden of the world and starts to kill off bad people because he has the power to Um, and then there's um, a detective who, like he's essentially become a serial killer, and there's this detective who wants to stop him. Yes, no. So there was a musical that was made from that, but it was mainly um, just in in Japanese, and there's an English version now, and it played at the London Palladium, sold out, and then it played this weekend at the Lyric Theatre in London, and I'm not there. <laughs> Um, but that's okay, I guess it has to be. But if you were there, I hope you had a lovely time. They had an Instagram, um, that had like backstage stuff and showed them like getting into makeup and stuff, and it looked really cool. Um, but yes, hopefully, there'll be like a cast recording <laughs> and I can listen to it in English finally rather than uh, fan uh, dubbings of it in English. Oh,
0: right, because the, <laughs> the Japanese version is on YouTube with, like, subs and stuff, yes. right? Fair. That does bring us to the end of the episode. If you would like to see our our obsessions and the things we talked about, those are going to be on our Tumblr, which is tellmemore, nope which is tell me more, tell me more com. Uh, We also have an Instagram and a Twitter at TMM, TMM podcast, where we post what we will be watching, what we have watched, uh, any announcements or whatever, um, any sort of, I don't know. If we have things to say, they're there. If there's like, hey, guys, we are disappearing for a while, maybe. I don't know. Hey, guys, we're back. It's there somewhere. Um, <laughs> and we also have an email, tell me, about, tell me more, podcast at gmail.com. We also have a Spotify that usually has songs that we like from the musical movies that we watch. Um, on a playlist that of each year that the musical has existed. So if you go on Spotify and you go to TMM, TMM Podcast, and you go to the profile and not the podcast itself, there are playlists for every year that this podcast is listed. However, again, like with last week, this week, there is no soundtrack to be found on Spotify. <laughs> uh, there is no soundtrack. To- People have made playlists yeah.
1: Of of like the the bass songs that these are based off of. They've made the playlist of them so if you wanna get a feel of sure. what it's like. But it's not yeah. the Exactly.
0: Um and yeah. At the moment we uh don't put songs that We don't put songs that are in the the movie that aren't from the movie. So um, if that ever changes, we'll let you know, but that is not what we do. So unfortunately, you just won't know. You just won't know what it sounds like unless you watch the movie, which in this case, if you are a fully consenting adult, uh, I would recommend. That does bring us to the complete end of the episode. So... Thank you for listening, and catch us next time with another Starlet September entry for Tell Me More, Tell Me More the podcast. I've been your host, Leah,
1: and I've been your host, Adicia. Goodbye.
2: Goodbye.
1: Goodbye.